Welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the app that turns indoor training into a game. With structured workouts, training plans and massive online group rides to make your training fun. Because fun is results. Fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial. Bonjour, 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 and uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, joining me today is Dave McKenzie. How are Dave? Uh, I'm pretty good, pretty good. It's been a big couple of days, big few days. What are we on to? Number three? Number Four? three. Number yeah. three. Stage number three. Whew, I'm already starting to think about the first rest stage. Is that bad? Yes, I'm loving it. I'm having fun, but I know. <laughs> Need to pace myself. Couch Peloton, you too. You went out hard. You know they trended number one in Australia on Twitter. I know, Twitter. I know, I know. It's, it's incredible. Mm. And this is why we are so, so pleased and happy uh, to have the Giro back on SBS yes. every day, live, every uh, stage, live on SBS. Let's talk about yesterday. Yep. Um, not a surprise it finished as a bunch sprint. No, it uh, was. But when we look at the stage itself, how, how it developed, did you expect a breakaway? Yes, I expected the break of the day. I didn't expect it to go as easy as what it did. And as Matthew Keenan and I settled in, um, uh, went live on air just sort of halfway through the neutral zone. It was a fairly long neutral zone. They rolled out, flag came in, three riders, wasn't even a huge, big attack off the front. They just sort of mm. moseyed off the front and the Peloton fanned across the road. And I went, oh dear, we're in for a long, slow <laughs> ride. And I'll be honest, it was. Look, it was an uneventful day, really. There was a King of the Mountains uh, after about 95 kilometres. It was the only King of the Mountains yeah. of the day, and it was the first one of the tour. So it meant whoever won that would wear the jersey. So those three battled that out. That was the big talking point for most of the first half of the stage. And then it was all about yeah. what was going to happen. There was the a, a time bonification as well. Which, yeah, second uh, second intermediate sprint, which yeah. is the case throughout the whole Giro. That's the only one that carries time bonification. I think it's three, two, one. Yeah, yeah. And, and we we'll talk points. about we talk about this, and because there's a there's a way it happened, and it's actually quite interesting what's mm. uh, why it happened this way. Uh, in terms of the the, the winners, uh, you're not surprised because I know you've been looking at Merlier for quite yeah, a while. Yeah, look. Yes, I have. I'll, 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 to be really fair and honest, though, I think it's the noise that a few other people have been making. So I thought, okay, I should pay attention to this guy. Uh, he has been in the shadows mm -hmm. of obviously his superstar teammate, Matthew Vanderpoel, but he was, he came out of those shadows massively. 28 years of age, yeah. his first grand tour. The first Grand Tour of the year, first road stage, and he wins. That's we, what a way to do it. We keep saying this on this podcast, but it's true. 28 years of age, used to be the prime where, yeah. for our riders. And now we're almost, it's almost going, over the hill. It's, yeah. a bit, it's a bit going on a little bit to actually start winning. Yeah. But 28, in your time, 28 years of age, was you starting to oh, really totally. your prime? Yeah, totally. You you were in your, that was your sort of prime. Yeah. I mean, it's, um you know, you didn't, most guys, unless you were a super young, you know, up and coming star, you turn pro, you're sort of 23, 24 mm -hmm. even. Maybe a bit younger, but yeah, a lot of guys were turning pro around that age bracket. So 28, you're hitting your straps. Um, and this guy, well, he is hitting his straps. <laughs> He's just won a yeah. stage of the grand of a grand tour. So, but it was a cool win. And you know, in the end, it was a convincing one. He did everything right. And he and he did it like a season pro, yeah. actually. So I guess his age reflects a little bit how he kept his composure, you know, first time on the big stage. Absolutely. And I think he's quite happy. Let's listen mm. to him. I'm really happy. Yeah. Really proud of it. Yeah. 
can you take us through the last, uh, let's say, 600 meters? How yeah. important was it to be well positioned after the last uh, curve? Yeah, I know uh, it was a roundabout, really important in the end. And yeah, well, when I saw it, uh, I know already I'm in a good position. And we come out and uh, I was only thinking uh, we need to uh, faster, faster, faster. And then Alex, yeah, did a great lead out, bring me in perfect position and yeah. I go from uh, far, I think, to 50 meters, but yeah, in the end it was enough. So, uh, yeah, big victory. We asked you this morning if it was uh, important to have won more races than any other sprinter before the Giro. Do you feel confidence helped a lot today? Yeah, yeah I'm really happy. It was uh, an altitude camp together with my girlfriend, and uh, there I prepared myself to, for here, and uh, yeah, it pays off today. There we go, Tim uh, Merli after his first win uh, on the second stage of the Giro. Uh, what do you know about him? And then let's talk about his, uh, you know, the talk of, of the, the, the talk of the town in terms of cycling, uh, Mathieu van der Poel. He rides with Mathieu van der Poel. Of course, Mathieu van der Poel is not here uh, at the Giro. How important is it for someone like Merlier to now also make his mark on this team himself? Yeah, it's important for him, obviously. It's important for the whole team, though. Yeah. Now they can prove they've the team has got their place in the World Tour ranks, not just Matthew, not just because they've got Matthew mm -hmm. Vanderpol on the squad. So overnight, that's what they proved. Okay, that they beat the best teams in the world. Did you see the celebration of the the teammates as well crossing? Yeah, the line, about in about fifteenth like, position. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a win for the it's a win for the whole team. Of course, Melier gets the spoils, but the whole team now celebrates, and and, and it's not like they're. Yeah, well, they are. They're, you know, they're trying to say, hey, we're more than one-dimensional. Yeah. And they proved it. Absolutely. Uh, someone mentions, is, uh, Owen says, uh, sprinter Bannergate again. Uh, Gavria, yeah. let's, uh, let's talk about this and how he really squirted on the, on the barrier. But that well, was a close one. Well, and the other side to that is the barriers worked. Yeah, and the barriers did didn't job. move. <laughs> they did a good job. They did yeah. their job what they're supposed to do. Um, you know what I noticed, though, in the replay um, with Gavidia? That it was core flute, the, you know that core flute sign. Yeah. Anyone who's anyone who's worked in events or dealt with core flute, if you you slice your hand along the side of that, seriously, you slice it open. Mm -hmm. He is so lucky he didn't actually just slice his arm open because it it happened to Tor Hushovd in the Tour de France a few yeah. years ago with one of those green hands, true. the yeah, big hands. True. Remember? Yeah. yeah, he literally blood was like streaming yeah. out of his arm but did you see how gavria was actually checking yes like he didn't know he didn't feel he was yeah, just yeah, checking yeah. if he had any blood no that was that was incredible i mean he he was well, he was unlucky yeah he just couldn't get through if he had got through i'm pretty confident he would have finished top three so what it is is good signs that a few of these sprinters that have been missing for a couple of years mm -hmm. they're getting their mojo back and look there were winners and losers from overnight and Merlier was obviously the number one winner. Yeah, in terms of the losers, I think we can openly say Caleb. Caleb Ewan is one of the losers yeah. of the night. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think he actually still managed 10th on the stage, yeah. but that's nowhere for him. That doesn't mean anything. And uh, they just got boxed. They got boxed. They couldn't sort of find a way out. They were they were a bit too far back. He had his teammates there with him. So yeah. they, 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 you know, he had they had that side of it right. Just their positioning was off. Mm -hmm. Let's listen to uh, Kelebi went straight after the stage. Um, yeah, we, we kind of came into the last maybe two kilometers a little bit too far back. And every time we tried to move up, um, you know, in the last kilometer, there was some some corners, slight, slight corners. So the bunch is always going from left to right. 
Um, so when we, when we were trying to move up, we kind of got blocked a lot of the time. And in the crucial part, in the last 500 metres, we were just a little bit too far back. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a bit too hard to, to sprint from the position I was in. So, uh, yeah, it was a little bit disappointing to start like that. But, you know, I think we can learn from, uh, from the mistakes we made today. And, uh, yeah, go again tomorrow. Let's go again uh, tomorrow, which is uh, basically uh, tonight. H how quickly do you think they realized that was it and they cut the effort? Or uh, did, they, did they? No, I think, I think, no, I think it was probably about six, seven hundred meters. I remember when it happened. Oh, like, I remember the point when they, but they went through that sort of little underpass, I think, that went under a, a, a little bridge and it swung around to the right. Caleb was still gunning there, but the gap had opened. So probably in the last 500, he went, it's curtains. Yeah. Hey, um, why don't you put the, the subtitles up, mate? Everyone, uh. <laughs> most people, most people speak English watching this show. It was for me. <laughs> no, it's actually from the Lotto Sudal uh, website, right. the team. Right. So it's an official sure. video from the Lotto Sudal, and they did put the subtitles. They put the subtitles. So, they're probably like, nice. you know why? They're probably like. No one can understand Australian. <laughs> what, what's he saying? We can't Absolutely. understand they go, well, There's a mask. and They actually got Caleb to do it after the stage. Yeah, can you stage. just put the subtitles up, mate? <laughs> what did you actually say? You know? uh, so he's one of the losers. Uh, yeah. Before we move on to the, the, the other winners, is there anybody else that you could classify as a, as a loser? That sounds bad, doesn't it? Um, look, I'm looking through the list. And, and by the way, tell us what you think on the box below. Tell us what you thought of that stage and tell us you know, what you think about the performance of uh, this and that rider, and then we can talk about him. Look, uh, I don't think there were any other major losers. Look, they're all, the old saying in cycling, if you're second on the stage, you're the first loser. Yeah. So they all lost in some shape or form. But I think what we saw, probably the, I thought the one who let it slip, and I thought it was a tactical error, not his speed, was Elia Viviani. Okay. So I guess I'll say he was a loser of the day because he actually had, his two teammates did a great job. Uh, they they did that last big lead out. Milano for UAE obviously mm -hmm. was doing the last one in that in that sprint finale. But Viviani was in the box seat. He hesitated slightly, exactly. and that was it. If I jump on this, you said this very well in the, the commentary. Mm. Uh, the way you could see he was in the box seat, and yep. then he had this slight second of hesitation, and there was it. It's just it confidence. Done. It's just a confidence thing. I, I guess he's he probably lacked a little bit. He's won eight Grand Tour stages. Yeah, but every now and then you just lose your edge. I think he. He's getting there. He's getting it back. But that was a missed opportunity Absolutely. for Viviani. Absolutely. And I think he was your pick in uh, the team. He was. He, he managed to get back to third place. So a couple of riders passed him and he got back past them. Um, can I talk about one of the other winners? Yeah, let's talk about the winners, yeah. Uh, I thought I thought another winner, and I've, I've talked about this whole discussion since the beginning, really, Dylan Gronewagen. Yeah, absolutely. I thought, he was, I thought he had a win last night. He was fourth. It was actually Viviani who just pipped him on the line. But just for him to be able to be, remember, nine months suspension, get back into the bunch sprints. He's, I think he said he was nervous and anxious or something. Yeah. But to be there and to be present. Well, and he, he did a good job. He actually tweeted this uh, where he says that uh, he's, he's always a, basically, I'm paraphrasing, and he's translated by uh, by Google. So I'm paraphrasing a automated translation. <laughs> get that, explain that to your granddad. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> but, but in a way, he's saying basically that he's always a winner in him. But after nine months, he's actually globally quite happy with the performance. I think he can be quite happy with his performance oh, yesterday. Absolutely. Absolutely. He should be. And um, look, I think the majority of the Peloton are happy to see him back. And if I can just round off that conversation, yeah. he caused the crash. Accidents happen. He didn't mean to severely hurt Fabio Jakobsen in his actions. 
I think the the, the nine month suspension was a hefty one, mm-hmm. but probably a fair one. That's not often. I think we've seen that a nine month suspension for a rider. So he's done his time for the crime. He's back racing, and we all need to move on. And actually, let's listen to uh, to the DS, the director sportif of uh, Jumbo Visma, uh, Adi Engels. He actually talks about the the enjoyment he's mm. got to see him back at the front of the peloton. For me personally, I'm 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 happy. I'm happy again to uh, to see him in the bunch. I'm happy to see him sprint and 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 to be up there. And uh, of course, on the other hand, you you always hope. When a sprint like with a sprint like this, you hope for the best. Uh, but I think we also have to be realistic. Be realistic, and, and the most important thing is that that he is up there, that he is he is able to, uh, yeah, to, to 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 be in that position, to 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 be in that fight. Um, and uh, yeah, that's for me the most important thing, and that's that's uh, promising and gives confidence uh, to to towards what's coming. That was Adi Engels, the DS, the director sportive of uh, Jumbo Visma. I've got major hair formal with him. No. Overrated, mate. What, hair? Yeah. Hair is overrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come you, on. you could Come say on. that. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, yes, yes. Grunewegel is definitely a winner. What mm. can he do on this tour? Uh, could we say he's pretty much shaking the monkey of his back yesterday? That, that was sort of the feeling? Uh, yeah, yeah. He has, he has. Certainly, it was a, it was a big step towards shaking that monkey. It was a pretty big one. It was more a gorilla on his back, I think. But no, he has. He just wanted to get one out of the way and get some confidence back. He can win a stage. Yeah. Based on what I saw yesterday with him, he needs probably everything to go right. But he could deliver. He could get a stage mm-hmm. win. So uh, no, he's he's in the hunt. We saw a fair level, of, fair level of uh, of movement in the peloton. So oh, Sagan and Sagan. I'm, I'm so, surprised Sagan did uh, not get. Actually, there's a relegated. question here from Kim that says, uh, "Did Sagan Peterson overstep the mark?" Well, good question and well spotted, uh, Kim. Was it? Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah well done. Um, I guess Kim, you brought it up because we've already seen in previous races, riders have been DQ'd for probably even less than that. Yeah. So really. This is, this is where, why I keep getting frustrated, I guess, or I keep having a go at the UCI Commissaires. Be consistent. Yeah. Be consistent. Mm-hmm. And they, I don't think they are consistent. I don't have it in for Peter Sagan, by the way, and part of me says let that go, but they've rubbed riders for greater things. Mm-hmm. So really they probably should have relegated him last night. They should have put him to the end of the, the sprint train or at the end of the peloton. So, I th- yeah, I-, I thought according to the UCI rules and what they've been enforcing in the last few years, they should have relegated him. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I agree, actually, yeah. even though he was my pick. He, he was twice. Yeah. He had a couple of big shoves. Yeah. If he had a crashed a rider, they would have relegated him. Mm-hmm. So because he didn't crash a rider, they don't relegate. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's. Tell us what you think. On yeah, the, it's, the an interesting discussion. it's an interesting discussion. Mm. Uh, and is the persona of Peter Sagan influencing a little bit some of the decisions well a few years ago especially so if we just go back especially that is only second zero maybe the organizers are feeling a little bit that they need Sagan. well the organizers can't do much is okay and they it's it's more the the chief commissaires the commissaires but it's like at the tour a few years ago when i was actually adamant that sagan did not cause the crash that brought down mark cavendish remember Sagan got thrown out of the race. I think Cav was out because of his injuries. And the commissaire said Peter Sagan has a – it's Peter Sagan, the world champion, 
he he has a he's a role model to the mm-hmm. sport or something. And as soon as they said that, I said, well, they're wrong. Uh, of course, he should, like every other rider. But you don't treat the world champion different to any other cyclist. There should be rider X and rider Y and rider Z. Not it's Peter Sagan, therefore we'll treat him differently, or it's Mark Cavendish, therefore we'll have a bit more pity. And and so I think they get influenced by the stature of the rider. Yeah, exactly. And they shouldn't. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyone else before we move to uh, to Ghana? Uh, anyone else that surprised of the sprinters? You? Well, in the or just stage, in general? Um, in yesterday. Are you basing me to say something, or am I, no, am no, I, have I missed it in my notes here? <laughs> uh, look, no, I don't think so. I think um, Nitzelo was good. Oh, well, Ghana, yeah, he was pretty good. Um, so let, let's talk about Ghana, and then uh, let's actually listen to uh to So you were Ghana. baiting me, and yeah. I, I didn't take the bait. Yeah, you didn't yep. take the bait. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you need to learn. I haven't done my homework. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's listen to uh, Filippo Ghana, and then we'll uh, debrief what he just says. No, it's just for uh, take the second, not for the other. GRC had a leader uh, for the other team, but uh, for remove this time, also for reduce the gap. Uh, and help uh, Hagan and uh, Pavel for the GC for the next day. Maybe in the future, if uh, we can take or not the jersey for three seconds, we know my work is too. Did you expect um, other GC riders to go for it? Yeah, obviously. Uh, I see also Renko try to take a second. Uh, and uh, me and uh, Gianni, we have removed uh, three and one. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's a good job for, for us. Does it mean you want the Malia Rosa as long as possible? Yeah, tomorrow is hard. We, we know it's a perfect stage for Sagan because there's a lot of twisty downhill, up and down, really nervous. But we can uh, try to, to have this jersey for another day in my shoulders. How enjoyable is it to have this jersey in your region? Piemonte. Yeah, it's uh, super amazing. Also today, there's a lot of people to say, come on, Filippo, come on, Ale. And uh, yes, it's uh, special. Don't you love this? Guy? Come on, Filippo. <laughs> I, I love the translation that they, I mean, his English is very good, by yeah. the way. I'm not mocking his English. It's excellent. But I do love, the, it's sort of cute, the little translations um, <laughs> from, from his Native tongue, Italian to English. Absolutely, but uh, looking at the jersey, so he's in pink. He's uh, he's our little uh, puppet today with uh, with the pink jersey. Uh, he's sleeping at the moment. I That's know, why we've sleeping. got him down there. Yeah. Uh, can he keep it tonight? But before that, what happened on that bonification time, the time bonus? Yep. Uh, because he actually went for it mm. and he, he pipped he... Evenepoel to the. Yeah, he got it, didn't he? He got yeah. it, and he pipped Evenepoel to the. Which I think Evenepoel was a bit surprised, maybe surprised that he actually overtook him. Uh, but what do you make of them? Because he's, that's what he just said. If they win the tour by three seconds over Evenepoel, then they'll be happy. That, yeah, is, uh, that, is that what it is? Yeah, I think I think he went for it. I think it was a bit of a dual thing. He went for it for himself for the Maliadosa. It's a two hundred meter effort. Yep. It's not going to kill him, so why not? And also take the bonifications away from the potential GC hopes who wanted to go for it. Okay. But you know what? Seconds will turn into minutes yeah. in, in the Alps and the Dolomites. I think so we've he's seen playing that. aggressive. He's playing aggressive. So I think it's probably more, whatever he says, I think it was more for his own purpose, to mm-hmm. be honest, I think. Um, I'm, I'm reassured because I play Scrabble like this. <laughs> I go for triple words or double words, even if I've got two letters. But so I don't that know how Scrabble <laughs> is related to an intermediate sprint. Maybe in I had a bet to put Scrabble in the world today. I don't know. Oh, I mean, oh about goodness. But I actually do play Scrabble this way. Uh, how long can he uh, sustain this can jersey? He, well, can he keep the jersey tonight exactly. is the question. question. 
It's a good question. We will get we'll get to the stage um, uh, shortly, but I, I don't know. It's a real it's a fifty fifty tonight. Mm -hmm. I've looked at the map. I've looked at the profile, the weather, everything. It's it's a real fifty fifty. And he's right. He says it. Sagan. Everyone knows it's a really a day to suit Sagan. Don't give it away. We haven't done the tipping yet for our competition. Well, he said it. Gunnar <laughs> said it. Are they all? Is everyone watching our show? I don't they? know. Yeah. <laughs> At least in our team. Yeah. In our tipping cup, I'm talking. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's have a look at the, the profile, actually. Okay, I've, let's I've bring it up. Here. Uh, this is the profile for uh, the stage tonight. So stage three of uh, the Giro, which is live, uh, and you, you'll check the time uh, in a second, live on SBS uh, Viceland for you tonight. Uh, what can we make of this stage? Yeah, so it's 190 kilometers at the end of from 115 kilometers to the end, it's lumpy. So you can see that that sort of jagged teeth, last three climbs, three categorized climbs, but then there's that little kicker at 15 kilometers from the finish. It's only 2.6 kilometers, 6.8 percent. It's nothing major. The other three climbs are five kilometers and seven kilometers. But what I what I'm expecting is Bora Hans grower to put the pressure on. Okay. They did it in the Vuelta. I think it was the Vuelta last year. Yes, they did. Yep. They were trying to yep. set it up for Sagan. So they are trying to offload the sprinters. I'm expecting. That, so yeah. effectively, we're talking, well, 115 kilometers to go. That's a long way out to put the pressure on. But they did it on a stage in the Vuelta. Mm -hmm. And it sort of didn't backfire. Um, no, it was the Tour de France. Sorry. It was Bennett, of course. They were trying to offload Bennett. I'm, I'm all mixed with the dates. Oh, because, like, because they're all in different <laughs> yeah. times of the year. Sorry. That's we'll why we'll you, get here eventually. You say, and I go, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're just agreeing, <laughs> throwing me under the bus. Um, but that's what I expect. In okay. short, Bora grower will put the pressure on on a couple of these climbs. They'll try and offload the likes of Caleb, Viviani, Nitzolo, the guys that you know, probably will struggle on these climbs if the tempo is high. So what does this man need? To, I think he can make things, it. But how, what does he need to – how does the, the strategy needs to work well, out for him to still be in pink tonight? He's just got to finish with the lead group That's because it. I don't think the bonuses will matter Okay. Uh, it, because he's got a big enough advantage um, from his time trial win that he just needs to finish with that front group. And I think he can. Look, he won that road stage last mm -hmm. year. Sure, it was in a breakaway. It was an opportunist move. But for a big bloke, these small climbs uh, for Ghana, I don't think will be a big problem. Okay. Uh, Caleb, just going back to Caleb quickly, yep. uh, what can he do tonight? Do you think the, the, miss, the mishap of yesterday could actually play mentally for him and his team to go, we need to prove and we need to prove quick that we're here? No, no, it won't. That, they'll move on from it quickly. They've, they'll have already, you know, knew that they sort of made, that made the error. They should have been a bit further up. That, that's you got you got to go with our, the highs and lows in yep. sprinting. You lose one day, you don't dwell on it, and you don't sort of suddenly go, oh, we've got to you know pick up the pieces super fast. They'll be calm. The first objective for Caleb tonight is to try and make it over the climbs. Look, he made it over the Poggio in yep. Milan San Remo. Yep. He was the best of the sprinters. Yep. In fact, he was the only sprinter that made it over. And he actually said he trained for it for the Milan. Yeah, but he thinks maybe his climbing isn't as good now. Yeah. but. Caleb on his day can get over these little climbs. So I won't write him off tonight. 
Okay. There's a there's a chance he could make it over. We'll see. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's it for tonight. What time are you on uh, on air? Nine twenty. Nine twenty. Once so again, live. One hundred ninety kilometers. It's early on profile. SBS on demand. I think you can. Uh, it is. It yes. Sorry. Yes. Uh, ten past eight. 10 and past there's eight on SBS on and there's highlights actually immediately after this pod. Absolutely. I believe. And this is why, by popular demand, we had to move this live yes. broadcast. Well, uh, we said now, we would. We said we'd help yeah, them out. Yeah, we'd help them network yeah, out. Yeah. They, they <laughs> just pleaded with us. Yeah. Basically, straight after this uh, this live podcast, you can uh, make a nice little cup of tea and rewatch the highlight on on SBS uh, because it's actually worth it. And make sure that you can actually watch the highlight and check out what we just said and see if we're right or if we're wrong. Well, watch yeah, that last spring. Watch it. <laughs> It Absolutely. was pretty eventful. Uh, any other news in the world of cycling? Something really cool happened for a bike exchange. Yes. Uh, overnight. It's a victory for yes. Oscar Yeah, that was brilliant. Uh, she is the partner of none other than Tade Pogacar. Absolutely. And She's 24. First pro win for her. Jumped off the front at the end of the stage. It was the final stage. It's a Actually, a double, double winning for the one and two. They did one and two back exchange. Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, it was Ariana Fidanza, also from Team Bike Exchange, the Italian. So as I said, final stage, uh, Annemiek van Vluten, she rounded out and won the overall tour. But um, yeah, nice couple of little tweets there. From, Absolutely, um, if we can bring them in. So yeah. uh, Amanda Sprott uh, on uh, Instagram, uh, that she just went woohoo, uh, but she was watching from home yeah. uh, or from her computer. And of course, Tadej Pogacar, uh, I don't know if you can really see this, but they're like lovebirds. They are lovebirds, <laughs> but they are teenager yeah, lovebirds. And they're young. It's cute. Well, he's he's a couple of years younger than her. Yeah. She's he, 24. He's I think he turns 22 this year. But he's year. very proud of her because yeah. that's her first world uh, stage win. No, it's uh, cool. It was uh, cool. It's actually cool. It was a nice win. And then win. Uh, Spratty, of course, which uh, actually I bring here is the jersey that uh, I'm on a Spratty sent I know. You were sort of hiding it from me. Yeah. Well, Spratty, if you're watching, <laughs> I've, I saw it obviously on social media. This is the first time I've seen it. Like, <laughs> Seriously, because I, I have need a word. to frame it. I need to yeah. frame it. But we, I, look, I said to Spratty, we're going to split it down the middle. I'll yeah. take, I'll <laughs> take the left side. It's fine. No, okay? you take the back. You no, take the I'll back. Take the front. <laughs> uh, we're it, we're living in the moment, aren't we? Uh, we no, are no. proud of that jersey. <laughs> we love it. Uh, anything else? Any other uh, look, news that we had? Not too much else. I did say then when we we're talking about the profile, expecting rain. Absolutely. Expecting some rain on tonight's Giro d'Italia stage. With the climb, so this could be a really tricky stage, this one. I think it's going to be a, a good one to watch. So stick around tonight, get your siesta in, and then join us at 9.20 on, on the TV. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us on this on this podcast today. Thank you. It was good. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central uh, podcast. And before you go, uh, remember that you can uh, download, uh, subscribe uh, to our podcast. You can also log a ride with our friend at Zwift. And of course, you can actually click on this here QR code if you want to uh, snap and join the fun on our podcast. Uh, this is the episode number three. We'll tomorrow, same time, 4 p.m. now for the for the next episode, episode four of this podcast. Until it's bye. Before we go, a quick shout out to Zwift, the app that turns indoor training into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. You just need your bike, a trainer and your PC, Mac or Apple device. Zwift offers training plans, interval workouts and a global community. Get strong and get motivated with every ride. Give people a ride on and you're sure to get one back as together you enjoy the massive benefits of social indoor training. Go to Zwift.com today and start your free trial.